0: Welcome to our podcast about AP literature and poem reviews.
1: Okay, so the poem that we read was Blues Odysseus, and we'll go ahead and all introduce ourselves. So, my name is Jocelyn,
0: I'm Anna. Hi. Hi, I'm Alina. My my name's Reva. And
1: I guess I'll go ahead and start um, with the first part of the TP cast, which is the title without reading poem. So I analyzed the first word, which is blues. So the first thing that came to my mind when I saw the title was like that the topic would be about something sad or like sorrowful, like because I associate blues like the color or being sad or like having the blues or something like that so the author could be writing about something that made them sad my second kind of impression was that it could have something to do with like water or the ocean because I associate blue with the ocean and then my third kind of like first impression of the title was that it could be a reference to like the musical genre like
2: all right so I was the one who paraphrased it poem and kind of like uh, I paraphrased it by stanza so kind of divided I I saw like um, there's not actually any stanzas but I kind of like paraphrased it by topic so like one bullet point per like it kind of like I talked about like each line so like starting from like line one it kind of talks about like how many people remain in the past before Neptune accepted an offering from Ethiopia and after Odysseus was saved by the writing of Homer's epic tale and some of this, I kind of use, like, my own knowledge to it, especially because I kind of know, like, a little bit about, like, Greek and Roman, like, before reading this poem. So, like, so then my second bullet point was a while after the story was written, in the real world, sailors kidnapped 132 Africans and threw them on a ship to sail on the Atlantic Ocean. And that kind of, I know that that does, like, directly reference to, like, the slave trade, the African... Um, transatlantic slave trade and then my third bullet point remember those individuals but also the humanity that was abandoned by people in order to oppress them and also uh going down to like where it said what where it talks about how odysseus was our great white hope i basically paraphrase that as nevertheless odysseus persisted he was the people's hope and savior he was their white hope before the concept of race was even created so obviously the whiteness that represents like the light that people saw Odysseus as, and they definitely saw someone him as someone their survival depended on, and someone who kind of outshunned the rest. And also uh, a hero who longs to witness success, despite sometimes fooling around and running amok. And also going down to like the sh- kind of the shift of the poem, the author talks about I want to be happy that Homer portrays the sea in an optimistic fashion by talking about how it's home to nymphs, an alternative to its harsh reality where an African would drown at each turn of the ship wheel. And not one person could imagine Odysseus in a negative fashion after witnessing his heroic, perseverant efforts. But Odysseus was, doesn't need to be blamed for the harsh realities of the world because every human being deserves to experience God's love. So you can kind of see like, how, while like paraphrasing it, I kind of noticed how while she does, while the author does wish that like accountability could be held, she also mentions that you can't put the entirety of the blame on Odysseus. Like he's a human being and every human being deserves to experience God's love. And then it says Odysseus was saved by Homer's tablet, which is referring
3: to Homer's writing of the Odyssey. And I went into kind of, and basically what I concluded from that is Odysseus is. I think like kidnapped or something along the lines of that. And he comes back home in the poem, the Odyssey. And so that saying he was saved is kind of like, there's a happy ending to the story. And then the land of not make believe just means the real world. And then the reference to a crew of slave ship sailors throwing 132 Africans into the Atlantic ocean was referring to the Zong massacre in 1781, which is The owners of a slave ship threw 132 slaves into the ocean because a lot of the people on the ship were getting sick and they needed to lighten the load of the ship in order to claim more insurance money when they return home. And then after it says heave ho to souls, I thought this was just kind of showing how the speaker doesn't like that they were treating these innocent people as objects or cargo that they could use to just throw overboard to get money And not care about their lives at all. So they were just not caring at all that they were people. And then after that it says, And people and laws and kin. Which just further shows the speaker's frustration towards oppression. And how people are abandoning family values and the law to follow what they believe is in their best interest. Even though it's probably harmful to other people. Like in the reference to the Zong Massacre. And then like building on what Alina said earlier, our great white hope before whiteness was invented. And the color white usually represents like purity and wisdom and stuff like that. And nowadays being white is a race issue as opposed to just like thinking about what colors represent, like yellow is happiness, red is anger. It's more of a racial thing now. So I think that, What the speaker's intention was with this was to tell how the interpretation of whiteness was back then or in the story of the Odyssey versus now. The point is Homer was making these poems about all these beautiful and amazing and heroic stories about the sea and they were distracting people from the harsh reality of the world and he wants to be happy that they're giving or that Homer is giving people an alternate reality to escape away from, or escape away from reality, but they also want the readers to pay attention that there is oppression in the world and they need to make changes. And then the very end, I try not to blame that man. We all deserve our maker's love. It kind of confused me at first. I'm not sure if he's talking about trying not to blame homer or odysseus for like the evils of the world and the oppression of the world because everyone deserves love and appreciation from the maker which i assume is god in this context. context and i also saw that this was kind of a shift here from him talking about the evils of the world or the speaker talking about the evils in the world and oppression to kind of bring it back to a positive note and say you know even though there's all this oppression in the world we need to remember that everyone deserves love and appreciation
0: i agree with current emotions of disbelief sorrow and resignation and that the hope that gods will help the africans just as they had for odysseus when he was away and trapped on an island so looking at that and going into a shift so just as anad said the shift I saw also occurred, like, I want to be happy that Homer imagined from there on. And it was where the negative tone became a little bit more hopeful. And it was was more hopeful in that the speaker was trying to say how the gods would change their anger and help the Africans that are trapped in this island uh, or in this land, just like the Odysseus uh, was saved from the island. And so there was one of the few things I noticed. And so looking at the attitude or the tone of this poem, it's more sorrowful. And there's a hint of verbal irony seen throughout this poem. It has these.
1: Yeah. So when I went back to um, reevaluate the title after reading it, I think one of the first things that I picked up on while I was reading it were the amount of like, racial references like throughout the poem that everyone had picked up on like um great white hope and the mention of like slave ships and whiteness and the africans into the atlantic ocean so that part led me to think that part of like my original like impression of the title or what it meant could actually be somewhat accurate because of what i had said earlier about the musical genre it's kind of a stretch but because that type of the genre of music comes from African culture and roots and as the author is a black woman herself I thought that the name of this poem could have like come from part of this as it is a part of kind of her culture I guess and then but the most important part that I kind of picked up on was the sorrowful or sad attitude that Reba mentioned earlier um And I feel like as the writer writes, there's like almost like wistfulness and longing to want everything to be good and happy, but recognizing reality. Um, So the last lines of like land of not make believe and the very last lines of the poem kind of led me to this impression. So that kind of holds the weight of like blues as in like sorrowful or sad, like kind of if that makes sense
3: yeah I really like that and also I really like your connection to the music genre because a lot of blues music is about kind of the writers or the singers talking about adversity and overcoming things and I believe that the genre of the blues originated on slave plantations so I think that just ties in further like whether I'm not sure whether the poet meant it to tie into that or not I think they probably did but kind of tying back blues into the culture of racism and struggles through race is really interesting to me and I really like that they made that like full circle connection
2: yeah I definitely agree and like I want to just go back and correct myself really quickly because I think I accidentally mentioned the transatlantic slave trade but Anna was actually correct it was in reference to like the Zong massacre But also going back to the author of this poem, her name is Honore Faname Jeffers. I think that's how you pronounce it. And I kind of went back and researched about Mm -hmm. her. And uh, it turns out that a lot of the poetry she writes, um, aside from this poem, it it like focuses, they focus on race, religion, and culture. And I also happened to stumble upon her Twitter because uh, she's still pretty like active on social media. And I found out that she's very passionate about race related issues on social media too and I was kind of like scrolling through her Twitter and I noticed that she has a lot of tweets that uplift and um she's like uplifting and promoting other black poets or artists and going back to like the original poem I really like that connection that Jocelyn made about like the reference to the blues and like that alluding to like that African culture and it also kind of shows why she decided to incorporate the 132 africans on the slave ship and like it also like clarifies that like throughout the poem when mentioning the slave ship she's like portraying it as like the harsh reality of this world and you can kind of see that through like her other works and also through like the personality
0: that she displays online yeah so As well, I wanted to add on that this one, I think since she also incorporated it in Odysseus and it's about homecoming and and Odyssey is basically about Odysseus coming home. So she's basically trying to say how the Africans have been uh, are she's longing for the home, but they've been taken away into this unknown land where the ideas of racial inequality and and the power of whiteness and all of that really clash and how that kind of contrasts with the story of Odysseus and how that contrast is really the verbal irony as I mentioned earlier Uh, and that just reminded me uh, because of Jocelyn like talking about how the title and the blues and the culture of it yeah and like
3: I remember earlier Miss Puddle was talking about the theme like all three of the poems that we're doing podcasts about tie back to the theme of deception and betrayal. And I think that this shows a lot of the author's aggression or not aggression, but like feeling betrayed by Homer, even though she doesn't want to, especially towards the end, because there's this juxtaposition, especially with the long dashes in throughout the poem, there's this Mm -hmm. juxtaposition between oh my gosh, there's so many horrible things relating to race going on in the real world versus Odysseus's story, which is so heroic and happy and everyone loves it. And so she's just caught between, oh my gosh, I love this story so much. It's such a positive story. It makes me have hope for the world versus we're we're using these stories to ignore the real issues of the world And we need to think about what matters and think about the real world because that's where the real problems are. And I thought that was interesting because it's almost like she's feeling betrayed by multiple parties because she's feeling betrayed by Homer, by storytelling, by the world, for having racism in the first place, by the gods, all of these different things that she's expressing her dislike for or dislike for being betrayed by them it's interesting how that all ties into this poem.
0: I especially like the fact that there was a the betrayal of God, like she ends it, she could have ended it any other way. But we all deserve our maker's love. I think she finds there is a lacking of God, and that his, uh, like the gods have turned on African Americans, uh, you could say, and like, that's why. They were taken on that slave ship and all of this all comes down to fate and what uh, gods have deemed for us. I think that was kind of one of another message that she was kind of trying to say how it's kind of unfair, but hopefully that the gods change their minds and have a better future or better circumstances than is present. Uh, did you under- not understand, like, when they for me, when they were... Uh... Referencing how he was, he had tendency to tail irons and sundry other poppycock drinking girls like that contrast between those two. Like in my mind, Odysseus is this person who's very like kind of straightforward heroic. So that didn't really make sense when she mentioned it there. So Mm
2: -hmm. yeah, I thought it was kind of like I kind of like read that line like a lot just to make sure I was interpreting it right. But, yeah, I kind of, like, saw it as, like, a complexity in his character. Yeah, just kind of showing that even though
3: he's a hero, he's a human that sometimes does stupid things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and reading this poem, for me, like, I didn't know a whole lot about it first at first. So, like, it was very hard to, like, kind of figure out what was actually being written about. So it was a lot to, like, kind of take in um so there are definitely parts that i'm still kind of confused about and i probably haven't interpreted correctly and stuff like that so
0: yeah so i was looking at this poem and i was trying to figure out where the deception came in and for me what clicked was the line where it said uh before neptune raised first raised his beard in the direction of ethiopia and so i felt like that's where the gods came in like she talked first about god then went into odysseus and as i researched more about odysseus and how the all the gods were trying to get him home through uh all the things they did so that's kind of where it clicked for me like at least the theme part of this is there
2: any other thoughts that anyone wanted to add about the poem or the author i'm good
0: Thank you for listening to us review Blues Odyssey is by Honoré Fanon Jeffers. Hope you enjoyed! Thank you!